Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, there is breaking news on a number of stories we're following. And as we come on the air, the FBI says it found human remains that could be linked to the murder of Gabby Petito. The gruesome discovery in a Florida nature reserve. The FBI identifying personal belongings of Brian Laundrie, the sole person of interest in the case of Gabby Petito. His parents' involvement in the search tonight. Breaking news, the FDA gives the green light to Moderna and Johnson & Johnson booster shots. Plus, the White House's plan to vaccinate children ages 5 to 11. Why shots could be available at schools. Guilty. 17 counts of murder. Nicholas Cruz pleads guilty and apologizes for the deadliest high school shooting in U.S. history. Toys stuck at sea. Aisle after aisle of empty warehouse shelves as toy companies lose millions. Getting answers. We go to Capitol Hill to ask lawmakers what's being done for thousands of children and families with dangerous drinking water. Will Congress act? Transplant Breakthrough, the medical advance that could be a game changer for the 100,000 Americans waiting for kidneys. The Queen's Health Scare, why doctors told Queen Elizabeth to cancel a trip. And an officer and a gentleman with a violin, how he found a new way to give back. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news, what could be a significant development tonight in the search for Brian Laundrie, the only person of interest in the strangulation death of his fiancée, Gabby Petito. 
Laundry was last seen more than a month ago. Well, today, human remains, along with a notebook and backpack belonging to Laundry, were found in a wilderness park in Sarasota County, Florida, not far from his home. His family actually guided the law enforcement to the location. The FBI says it's too soon to tell if the remains are Laundry's. This case has drawn national interest. The young couple, both in their early 20s, went on a cross-country van trip that they documented on social media. Petito was reported missing in September. And by that time, Laundrie had already returned home to Florida alone. Her body was discovered later in Wyoming. CBS's Jerika Duncan is going to lead off our coverage tonight. A discovery today in the Florida Nature Reserve where Brian Laundrie was believed to be hiding. Investigators found what appears to be human remains, along with personal items, such as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie. Authorities have been searching the reserve for the past month and say the area where the suspected remains were found had been previously underwater. A heavy police presence along with the county medical examiner and cadaver dogs quickly descended on the scene. According to a statement from the Laundrie family attorney, Laundrie's parents decided to search the park this morning and then directed FBI agents and police to the location where they found the belongings. The park had been closed to the public until yesterday. Retired FBI agent Mary Ellen O'Toole says today's findings raise questions about Laundrie's parents. The parents have engaged in behavior that is suspicious, and that has to be resolved. And I think that it ultimately will be in terms of whether or not they provided any kind of assistance to their son. The 23-year-old had been the sole person of interest in the murder of his fiancée, Gabby Petito. The couple had been on a cross-country van trip when she disappeared in August, and he returned to Florida. Last week, investigators ruled Petito's death a homicide by strangulation. In a recent interview with 60 Minutes Australia, Petito's mother pleaded with Laundrie's parents for help. I believe they know probably, if not everything, they know most of the information. It's unclear what was in that notebook that investigators found. FBI response teams are still processing that scene there in Florida. And Nora, as for Brian Laundrie, he was never formally charged with the murder of Gabby Petito. Tarika Duncan, thank you. Also in Florida, this was an emotional day for family members of the 17 people killed in the Parkland school shooting. More than three and a half years after the massacre, the gunman pleaded guilty today, hoping his life will be spared. CBS's Maria Vidal is in Parkland with the details. To count one of the indictment, murder in the first degree of victim Luke Hoyer, how do you wish to plead? Guilty. Without hesitation, Nicholas Cruz pleaded guilty 17 times to murder and 17 more for attempted murder for the deadliest high school shooting in U.S. history. Count 34, attempted murder in the first degree of Kyle Lehman. How do you wish to plead? Guilty. I accept your plea of guilty. Afterward, Cruz gave a rambling speech where he talked about drug use causing violence, and he also apologized to the victim's families. And I am doing this for you, and I do not care if you do not believe me. And I love you, and I know you don't believe me, but I have to live with this every day. He's doing it for our families. If you wanted to do something for our families, you shouldn't have killed our loved ones. Tony Montalto and his wife sat just feet away from the shooter, trying to hold back their emotions. Montalto's daughter, Gina, was 14 years old. It was uh, probably the most uncomfortable thing, well, second most uncomfortable thing we've ever had to do. First one would be hugging our daughter's lifeless body. 
The case now heads to a penalty phase in January. After hearing testimony, a jury will recommend either a life sentence or the death penalty. Under Florida law, the jury must be unanimous to approve a death sentence. The victim's families are split on what Cruz's punishment should be. Life in prison is a life. He deserves nothing more than the death penalty. Legal experts believe that defense attorneys for Nicholas Cruz suggested he plead guilty as a strategy to save his life. They also say that we can expect for them to try and prove that he is remorseful now and that there was a history of mental illness. Nora? Maria Vireal, thank you. And tonight, the FDA has given a thumbs up for millions more Americans to increase their protection from COVID by authorizing the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson booster shots. And regardless of which shot you were initially vaccinated with, the FDA says you can use any brand as a booster. We get more details from CBS's Nikki Batiste. Tonight's FDA authorization covers Moderna recipients who are 65 and older or at high risk because of their job, living situation, or underlying health conditions. Any J&J recipient 18 or over is now eligible for Booster 2. By giving additional doses of vaccine to people who've already been vaccinated, we're further reducing their risk of severe disease, hospitalization, and death. The FDA also authorized mixing vaccine brands, but did not weigh in on whether recipients should stick to a single brand if possible. If you got a Johnson & Johnson vaccine, you do get a bigger boost in your antibody levels if you get the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine as your second dose. Meanwhile, the White House announced it's ready to ship 15 million vaccine doses for the country's 28 million children ages 5 through 11 in anticipation of emergency use authorization by early November. The plan is to work with pediatricians or primary care centers, pharmacies, schools, and rural health clinics to distribute the vaccine with smaller needles and doses. There will be no mass vaccination sites. Kids have different needs than adults, and our operational planning is geared to meet those specific needs. Today, New York City ordered its roughly 300,000 municipal workers receive at least one vaccine dose by the end of next week or have an approved exemption. Otherwise, they will forfeit their pay. Our message is simple. Uh, get vaccinated. Keep with us. Keep us moving forward. Uh, anyone who isn't will go off payroll and to unpaid leave. Starting today, New York City employees who get their first vaccine dose in the next 10 days will get a $500 bonus. If cleared by the CDC, the Moderna and J&J boosters could be available as early as Friday. Moderna's booster would be given six months after the second dose, while Johnson & Johnson's would be two months after the first dose. Nora? Wow. Unpaid leave versus $500. Nikki Batiste, thank you. And here's a sobering thought. Some economists believe the supply chain bottleneck could keep prices high throughout next year. Tonight, CBS's Carter Evans reports the backlog isn't just hurting consumers. It's driving some businesses to the brink. We should not have empty shelves. That's not a good sign. Ed O'Brien's Denver company makes some of the most popular outdoor toys on the market, but it's on track for a sales decline of 40 percent. 
you don't have a demand problem. People want to buy your product. Yeah, that's a supply problem. That's because he has no idea when his toys will arrive from China. We still have containers that we placed orders for March and we have not seen and we don't know where they're at. And because of the huge port backlog, he's paying more for shipping than ever. The cost for a container shipping out of China was $6,500 from China to Denver. How much is it now? It's uh, $30,000. How much have you lost this year? We have faced over $2 million of unexpected expenses. He cannot raise prices on deals he's already made. I'm scrambling for friends and family money, banks, everything else to get additional money just to keep the business going. Nationwide, suppliers cannot get items to stores fast enough because there's a shortage of warehouse workers and truck drivers with more than half a million job openings. Companies almost certainly won't be able to fill all the roles they hope to this holiday season. Andy Challenger, without placement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas, says companies are trying to entice workers. Amazon is offering signing bonuses up to $3,000 and starting wages up to $22 an hour. Walmart and Target are offering free college tuition. What it's mostly doing is hiring away workers from their competitors. And that's why we're seeing some of the highest quits rates that the country's ever recorded. In order for Ed O'Brien's business to survive, he says he has no choice but to raise prices in the future. I would say at least 20, 20, 25 percent across our, our board, at least. And Carter Evans joins us now live from Denver. And Carter, it's so interesting to hear what small businesses are suffering from. And what does it mean for consumers? Well, it means more expensive items for us as well, because small businesses just can't absorb price increases this big. They've got to pass them on to shoppers. And that's why experts are telling us that sticker shock is going to continue well into next year. Nora? Your reporting really makes it clear. Carter Evans, thank you. We want to turn now to a story we've been covering closely, America's water crisis. We actually learned today about another city in Michigan that is warning residents of high levels of lead in their water. The town of Hamtramck, just outside Detroit, joins Benton Harbor and Flint as the latest place to have dangerous drinking water. We went to Capitol Hill to get answers and find out why Congress has been slow to act and slow to help communities like Benton Harbor, Michigan, the predominantly black town where thousands of residents have water contaminated with lead. Omar Villafranca was there last week. What water do you use to cook? The bottled water. To brush your teeth? Bottled water. Bathe? Bottled water. Thank you for having me. Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib has been pushing to get more money to fix the problem. We talked to the mayor of Benton Harbor. He said they need help now. And, you know, I tell him I feel it. I'm here and I'm moving with a sense of urgency. In her state, more than three in four kids tested have detectable levels of lead in their blood. If I'm a parent in your state, I'm like, what's Congress doing? Why are you taking so long? And I think that's why when when you talk to my residents and they're saying, we get it, you get it, Rashid, but what's what's going on with the rest of them? Don't they know this is happening? And that's where the frustration comes in. Frustration because Tlaib doesn't think there's enough money in the bipartisan infrastructure plan to replace all of America's lead pipes. We know when we see $15 billion only in the in the bipartisan infrastructure bill, we saw who, who put that together. We saw the folks that don't look like us that put that together. together. And when we talk about equitable distribution, $15 billion is not going to get us closer to that. I mean, it will not help black and brown communities. It isn't. It's, it's communities like ours that continue to be left behind. Um, but we know with more funding, we have a better chance. So you're water. putting more money 
for lead pipes in the Build Back Better plan. Yes. Another $30 billion, which gets us closer to getting truly getting lead out of water. Well, it would cost an estimated $60 billion to replace all lead service lines in the U.S. And the EPA, they say 6 to 10 million homes across the country have those lead pipes. We'll continue to watch how Congress acts. All right, tonight we're learning about a medical milestone new surgery that uses genetically modified animal organs to save the lives of humans. This type of advance is sorely needed because about 12 Americans die each day waiting for a kidney transplant. CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook has an exclusive interview with the lead scientist. This experimental surgery is setting the stage for a revolution in organ transplantation. The single biggest problem in transplantation is the lack of organ availability for all the people who need it. There are almost 100,000 Americans waiting for a kidney donor. Dr. Robert Montgomery led the team which, for the first time, successfully transplanted a non-human kidney into a human. The human immune system rejects organs from animals. But Dr. Montgomery and his team at NYU Langone's Transplant Institute genetically modified a pig kidney to make it more compatible. The researchers connected the pig's kidney above the thigh of the recipient, outside the body, so they could see and test it. So you plug this all in, and what happened? The kidney turned a beautiful pink color. We were sort of taking in what we were looking at, which was incredible. It was a kidney that was immediately functioning. So we came up with this idea of testing it first in someone who is recently deceased but is being maintained on a ventilator. The family consented and donated the body for this study. They felt really strongly that this would be something that she would want. Before this first attempt, NYU created a new board consulting with religious and legal experts and with bioethicists like Dr. Art Kaplan, who heads the Medical Center's Ethics Division. Do you have any second thoughts whatsoever that this was the right thing to do, ethically? I think we should be doing it more often. What we have here is absolute certification of death, complete voluntarism on the part of the people involved in the experiment with permission and enthusiasm that they want to help. Without genetic modification, a transplanted pig kidney would likely have been rejected within minutes. This kidney worked perfectly for 54 hours before being disconnected. What could it mean? could mean that no one will need to die waiting for an organ anymore. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, there's new video of Tuesday's private jet crash near Houston. Look at this. A puff of smoke can be seen coming from an engine just before the plane went off the runway on takeoff. The MD-87 crashed through a fence and struck trees before catching fire. All 21 on board escaped without serious injury. All right, dozens of protesters made their voices heard today outside Netflix headquarters in Los Angeles. Workers walked out to protest Dave Chappelle's new comedy special, which some consider offensive to transgender people. The company put out a statement saying it values its trans colleagues, respects the walkout, and recognizes that it needs to do better. 
All right, tonight there's new concern over the health of Britain's Queen Elizabeth after she canceled a trip on the advice of her doctors. She's 95 years old, which explains the concern. She has also been seen walking with a cane just last week. Buckingham Palace says the Queen is in good spirits. For years, a musician from Maryland has used his talents to help people through difficult times. But wait till you see what he's doing for an encore. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. For classical musician Alexander Strawn, the violin is for finding connections. He's spent the past decade playing for seniors and the terminally ill, including his grandmother, who had Alzheimer's. It's almost like she's almost a kid again, playing. That was something she recognized. Yeah, something she recognized. It's almost like the fog of Alzheimer's lifted and she's able to see again. Earlier this year, Strawn found a new way to connect with people, becoming a cop. In some ways, it is similar to life as a musician because I'm going into places where I'm not sure what's going to happen, how people are going to react, but... It is an adventure. You've traded in your, your violin for a weapon, but you're still serving. Exactly. Now in uniform, he continues to play, hoping to show a different side of police officers. I think it shows that I'm human too. I have hobbies, passions outside of police work. And cops are so talented. People don't see that. Performing with a purpose. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Bowie, Maryland. Tomorrow on the CBS Evening News, a really interesting story. Why the supply chain bottleneck is making it tough to find some prescription drugs. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.